What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we are discussing season three, episode five of The Boys. And it is post Soldier Boy. He is out in the world. You! It's too early. It's too early. Every time his name's mentioned. Every time his name's mentioned. I'm going to start calling him Dean 2.0 then. <laughs> just, just so I don't have to. Oh my God. No. <laughs> so anyway, post-Russia, or I guess we're still in Russia. Um, Kimiko is not healing from the attack by Dean 2.0. <laughs> But the interesting thing that we're starting out this episode with is there are tapes of the experiments that the Russians did to Soldier Boy. And, you know, Marvin is watching this to see, you know, I guess just to t- maybe to see what they're dealing with. Just getting, the feel, just getting the feel for him. Like, right. what, is, what are we up against? For real? Let me tell you, after seeing what they did to him, I don't blame him for killing for for sticking that that whatever it was he stuck in that um that scientist's neck. He deserved it. I mean, the test that they ran on this dude, like I know he's a soup and I know he has like super strength and apparently he's kind of sort of maybe not immortal, but he doesn't age the way other people do. You know, we find that out later on in, in the episode, like he, he's technically in his sixties, maybe now at this point, he might be about in his eighties or nineties and he hasn't aged kind of similar to Stormfront, you know, mm-hmm. but. Like I they mean, shot him in the mouth with an AK-47. Shot him in the mouth. Not just one round, not yeah, just two just, rounds, they, they like loose. a clip. <laughs> yeah, they emptied the clip in it. I was like, damn. Like, what the fuck? They pulled like, out they, yeah. they pulled out his eyeball or they cut into his cornea to try to see if his eyes healed. They were just, it was just, you know, you, you always hear about inhumane human experiments and torture and all this other stuff. I I don't even think, yeah, no. They what I'm sorry, whatever he does to them. They they wholeheartedly deserve it. They wholeheartedly deserve it. But they they screwed him up. They screwed him up because of course he he gets out of Russia and 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 comes to the states. Happens to be in the same city as the rest of them. Like how? Well, you know, I guess because he was going to look for his particular person, the legend. And we'll talk, you know what? Let's talk about the legend first. Let's let's get that out the way. <laughs> He's hilarious. Paul motherfucking Riser. He is hilarious. I love Paul Riser. He's good at whatever he does. At, I was looking at all those pictures and I'm like, those are probably real. They didn't probably didn't have to CGI half those pictures. No, like, he he, he really said it in an interview that they are photoshopped. He did say oh. it in the interview. They are photoshopped, but but it's like I could believe. Like, I was looking at him, I was like, that's, "That's probably him." Okay, I get it. Yeah, that's him. But it's it like took a whole bunch whole of his thing. old his uh, his old photos and kind of spliced them together with other photos, which was fun. But 
I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever seen him in a role like this. And it was so fun because he is, he's very, um, he's non-censored. He has no filter. He has no filter. He says whatever the fuck he wants to say. And a lot of it is like, like you hear the term clutch your pearls. I was looking now. I've been watching the boy since the premiere of season one. And I'm sitting here listening to him like, oh, hey, wait, (laughs) what? Yeah, he was vulgar and he was unapologetically an asshole. And it was so much fun to watch. But here's the interesting thing about it for me. We know how Marvin feels about the soups and everything. When they go to the Legends uh, apartment, he greets Marvin like an old friend and Marvin gives him a hug. And it's like, even though he knows that the Legend was the person who covered up his family's deaths or the way that, you know, Soldier Boy killed them, he still seems to be okay with this dude. So, you know, that kind of got me to thinking. I think he was a snitch. I think he I think he was giving them information on after he was ousted he was probably giving them information about soups to to help take him down. And that's yeah. probably how he knows all them. Yeah, and I you know, I get I get that because he did say something about um the legend helped helped us out from time to time. Yeah. And he probably <laughs> felt bad about what happened with Mother's Milk family. It's it's possible that that he was trying to atone for that. Yeah. Okay, I can. But see I do that. believe he was a snitch. I do believe that because they're, they're mother's milk and butcher are talking to him like they really know him, mm-hmm. like they're buddies. So right, he was, right. He was snitching. Right. So that that's the kind of thing. But I mean, even with that, a person who is a snitch does not necessarily become your friend. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like look at how charismatic he is. <laughs> I mean, how can how can this confidential informant not become your friend? I guess calling the snitch would be, you know, degrading to him. He's a confidential informant. Okay. Or, okay. okay, an opportunistic provider of information. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing about that too is. Did that scene make y'all feel old because he was naming names and celebrities and Huey was like, who? When huh? you said Shannon right. Tweed, I was like, oh my God. Kelly, Kelly LeBrock for me. Kelly LeBrock. <laughs> you know, yeah. Big, Big L, L, Big B, little everything else. I was like, oh my God, the Marlon Brando story, like, oh my God. That's probably that probably wouldn't have been too far from the truth if that was a, you know if he was a real person from the stories that I've heard. And the other thing is, he was like when he was telling the story, Marvin was looking at him. He was like, "What? So that's gay now? Fuck you, whatever." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, he is so unapologetically whatever." He says whatever he wants to say. He doesn't care what anybody has to say about it. And he's just, he's like where we all want to be when we get older. He's that, he's that um get off my lawn type of person. 
where he's like, you know what? I have lived enough life and I have done enough shit. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say. Y'all can't do a damn thing about it. I loved his character. He was so much fun. And when he took that dog on prosthetic, <laughs> he looked like he was about to hit you with it. I was like, what else are y'all going to do with this character? He was great. Like I said, yeah. I've never seen Paul Reiser in, in a role like that. Like I've seen him as kind of sort of, even though I, I have seen him as like a bad guy, but most recently, you know, we talked about this when he showed up, we were like, oh my God, it's Paul Reiser and everything now, because he's also in Stranger Things and has been right. for the last two seasons. So I'm just like, it's so funny because you see him on the one show and he's this, um, he's this government, government person who is really trying to help L you know, stay away from the government, you know, the people that are trying to take her and exploit her. So he's so good on the other hand. And then you see him in this and this episode, you know, these episodes aired right around the same time that Stranger Things 4 dropped. So it's like, you look at him one and he's just this really good person who might have some ulterior motives, but they're not necessarily evil ulterior motives. And then yeah. you see him here and he's like so opposite. So good. I it's loved disgustingly it. fantastic. Like <laughs> I loved it. Incredible. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Baby, you don't and know who this is? Go read a book. <laughs> it's, but the whole, the, it's like the whole, the whole thing is he knew who Roy Scheider was. Out of all the people he was asked about, he knew who Roy Scheider was. He probably knows Jaws. Still, <laughs> still. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, this whole this even funny as shit though. I mean, him looking and saying, like the whole the whole Kelly LeBrock thing. It's like, I mean, he he the look of disgust he had at Huey when he wasn't impressed by his stories was just top notch. Like, jeez, all night. He was like, you never heard of her either. Go Google it. <laughs> And he's just sitting there doing cocaine, just right in front of them, like, like, not hiding it, not just whatever. He's just he, like, he, he was like, no, thank you, I, I'm full. I'm full of cocaine. Of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I was like, oh. he's so he's so awkward. Like, oh god, that poor child. But anyway, so they go to see the legend because as I mentioned, Soldier Boy has shown up in town and he's walking down the street trying to, it's so funny watching him walk down the street too, because of course he's been on ice since the early eighties. Everything that's going on around him, he has no clue. So he's looking at somebody talk on a, you know, a cell phone. He's looking at all of these different people of these different nationalities. And again, we talked about Soldier Boy in the last couple of episodes where he's like the epitome of toxic masculinity in yeah. the 60s, 70s and 80s. So he's walking around looking at, you know, people who look different from him or who come from like the Eastern countries that back then he you know as far as he knows we were at war with which you know didn't change much in no it's like the looky looky how his face when the gay couple passed him that he was too like, he was just like he was like oh that's what we're doing now okay he was just like and then he's looking at all the stuff you see the home you see the um 
the billboard or rather the uh, moving ad on the bus with you know dawn of the seven and then you see the brave mave thing you see homelander he's like what the fuck because of course this has changed from the time that he and payback were the popular team like they probably still had a little bit of that popularity and you know of course we know that a lot of their stuff got covered up which is what Vault's still doing but they didn't have social media back then it wasn't about numbers and you know profit margins and all this not in that sense so all of this is new to him so he's walking around trying to figure things out and as he's walking there is a like I think it's like either a food truck or some kind of truck that's playing some Russian instrumental music or something. And it's almost like Russian like, pop. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it it triggers him and you see him starting to like hyperventilate and he's starting to lose it. And you see the pebbles on the ground start to go towards him. And I was like, oh, he's about to lose it. And then some guy in front of him, hey dude, are you okay? I was like, dude, you're about to be burnt. Boom. Yep. Burnt to a crisp. Like there is nothing left of that dude. Soldier Boy clearly has PTSD. Like yeah. that that music was a definite trigger. Oh, Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Russian Russian yeah. music just like set him off. And the damage there was way worse than what he did in Russia. Because like he literally blew the front off an entire building and not only blew the front off, he blew through the building so that the t- upper back had a hole in it you could see straight through it yeah yeah that's not what we need in the city right now but it appears it has it does have starlight spooks but homelander when he's you know seeing the broadcast on the news he's got the tinnitus going the ringing in his ears and it's like i think he's worried and i'm like ooh. Is this something that's gonna be the thing to take down Homelander? Because obviously, but, but at this point, he doesn't know who it is or what it is. He doesn't know who it is or what yeah, it is, but he, he knows know that it's it's some kind of suit something. because even on the footage, even though Soldier Boy was in the upper part of the frame, you could clearly see it was a guy, and then this blast kind of come out of him and then surround everything. So you know it has to be some kind of soup. And you know, last season we did deal with soup terrorists so homelander might be thinking okay this might be a soup terrorist but when you see the kind of damage that he's done you gotta think he might be kind of worried like i've never heard of this person before what's going on you know and even in the interviews that he's doing he's you know it's suggested that this is something that stan edgar probably came up with to kind of discredit him and you I mean, it kind of seems like that might rattle him a little bit. Like he hasn't, for the first time, he has no idea what's going on. You know, we've been talking about how Homelander has pretty much had his ear to the ground and everything that people have been doing in secret behind his back, he's been figuring out. Well, he's either known about it or been a part of it. Mm -hmm. Like even when he was planting the V in the other countries, like he was doing that on his own, but that was his plan. Yeah. You know, they they think he knows about things, then he create this is something he has no idea. Nope. Like he don't know what the fuck this is. Right. 
<laughs> and and if you don't know what's going on, you're going to be a little bit scared. I don't care how strong you are because now something is going on that is out of your control. Maybe worry. I, I wouldn't say scared. Not yet. Not yet. Not I would yet. say worry, not yeah. scared. Yeah. But, um, okay. We'll come back to Homelander. Where do I want to go next? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I think we, I mother's think we, milk. Mother's milk about to go ballistic on Peter uh, or whatever Tom, whatever his name uh, is. Oh uh, we we have talked wait. about this. This is going to be a. I think this is going to be a constant thing until the end of the season with Todd and this this obsession with. Homelander. I told you, I feel like he's a plant. Do you see all of that Homelander stuff Janine has? You know Monique didn't buy that shit. No, I think he's just he's just one of those. Yeah, I think it's just like it's such a a parallel to like Homelander basically being Homelander and like everything and like Trump and Fox News and it's like it's like almost a direct correlation. It's like I mean, if I had a child, I would watch. I would want my child watching any of Fox News bullshit either. So, and it's like, and just like because you can tell, like he, the way that he talked about it, like he was definitely he was talking like he was brainwashed by like the whole thing. Like he literally sounded like he was in a cult. Like no, but you know he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, uh-uh. and he's a fucking teacher. Yeah. That part, like, really, you're you're in charge of the future. No, man, that's not. I I, I really think he's also there. I, I'm still go back to he's to show with the other extreme of what Mother's Milk is. Like mm-hmm. he's on one end of the spectrum. Mother's Milk is on the opposite end of the spectrum. You get one that hates soups and soups are the worst, and the other person soups are gods. So you have the two extremes you know being shown to us right here Uh, i mean and layer that on top of the comparisons to make america great again mm -hmm. you know but that's why i don't think he's a plan he's it's too much of a contrivance for it to be him to be such the polar opposite of mother's milk yeah i get it but it's like he's just he's so inundated with it. It's like Moses Milk already doesn't like him. It's like when he comes to the door, he's just like Todd. Like he his I mean he if he smiled any tighter, he probably would have cracked a couple of teeth. Like he was like Todd. Hi Todd. Damn. Yeah. He could have strung him up right there. He really mm-hmm. and that was before all the other stuff occurred. It just, Todd just rubs him the wrong way. He Todd just... rubs me the wrong way. Like, why is he here? Go somewhere. Bye. Go find somebody else to idolize Homelander with because you are not doing it for me. Like, I don't well, know he's... what Monique saw in this guy. And he's, even, he's rubbing even... up on Monique the right way. <laughs> is he, though? Is he? <laughs> Oh no. They're married. They're they're married and you know, she is where she is. He's doing something, right? Maybe maybe him, maybe, maybe he gets really gets really wild, you know. Maybe they have sex while he's watching he's looking at a picture of Homelander above their bed. And it's like he's just like 
you know, he's like pretending he's Homelander and she's Stormfront. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's just like. Uh, I'm. I I know we beat this horse to death, but like. She just chose someone who is totally the opposite. Yeah, she chose poorly. And I can understand but, I think she choosing did it. someone I don't think she did opposite. it. I don't think she did it consciously. I just think she subconsciously, you know, went into this relationship because it was someone who she knew was safe and was not going to be like Mother's Milk. But yeah. even with that, she doesn't see that he's the actual the standards. same. He's the same as Mother's Milk, just on the opposite end. You gotta still have standards, though. There is nothing I mean, about he's, Todd. He's a teacher. He's a nice guy. I mean, he's you know not <laughs> wearing NWA t-shirts. I mean, he's a complete opposite. You know, he's what? safe. I mean, that's a red flag right there. He doesn't wear hip hop t-shirts. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, no, like, no, that's a red flag. Like, where, where's your stakes is high t-shirt? Who stakes is high? Red flag, you gotta go. No. <laughs> and then that whole thing where he was like, hey, Marvin, you want to watch your language in front of the kid? And he was like, she's not the kid. She's my daughter. I was like, oh, yeah. here go. Right. What well, was it that Lori asked last week? She was like, do you think that Todd would actually like try to tell Mother's Milk that he, wa- he wants to d- No, Because even now he's trying to make it seem like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be the responsible parent here. You need to stop talking like that around my kid. And Mother's Milk is like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. Hold up, hold up. I really thought Todd was going to get punched this time. He can't, I, I think he came close. Well, all, 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 all I'm saying is that if a brother's rocking the NWA shirt, you might not want to say something to him. That's all I'm saying. When the brother is as big as Marvin is, you may want to watch your words around. When a brother is as big as Marvin and he's rocking an NWA t-shirt, maybe you might not want to like set off the nigga with attitude. I'm just saying. He's got it on his shirt. Right. You might want to. You mean I want to poke the bear? No. Not playing with fire. All those cliches. Let's let's (laughs) not do that. Let's not do that. He he go. Nope. (laughs) 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 Nope. Speaking of us poking the bear and stoking the fires. Um. I did not have Butcher and Maeve hate banging on my bingo card for this year. Man, listen. Okay, okay let's talk especially, about that especially after they're 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 sitting there, sitting there like pulling off of a bottle of vodka, and, and Butcher's literally telling her that yeah, you and your kind, we have to kill all of y'all. Like all so soups she, must die. She sits up, she sits up and, and that's she a turn her on. <laughs> yeah, like she literally. Like sat up, rolled her head towards him, and started kissing him. I'm like, and I understand they were all like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Marvin had on a "Stop the Violence" T-shirt, which even which makes that scene even more funny because I really <laughs> felt like he was gonna hit Todd. But anyway, going back to Maven Butcher, it's like it was already weird seeing them like co-conspire this season. I still never thought it was gonna come to a whole them hooking up type of thing once they started drinking though i was like oh wait i'll bet you like no they wouldn't do this they've already established us that 
even though Maeve is bi, I think she's more lesbian than anything. I was like, and then it's Billy Butcher. He wants to kill all soups. Why would she even consider that? Nope, I was wrong. He he literally just told her, all of you have to fucking go. Yeah, Every exactly. single one of you. And she's like, okay. And then they bang. Like, wow. And not, <laughs> not just like this little casual bang. They were like, they were slamming each other around. Like, Butcher had her against the wall. Then she's like, whoop, boom, slammed him against the wall. Then she like, whoop, boom, sat him on the desk and got on top. And I was like, I felt Damn. like I needed a cigarette after that scene. <laughs> yes. I was like, wait, I didn't know him. I was watching the episode again today and I forgot the scene happened and it caught me completely by surprise. How did you, how did like, you forget whoa. that happened? What is of, all things, of all things that happened in this series, how do you forget that that happened? <sighs> I just did. Like, I mean, I just did. I'm not yeah, saying I, I didn't, I'm not saying I, I'm mad at him. I mean, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of saw it when she first started like coming to him undercover. Because I was like, this has all the makings of a sneaky link. Like, <laughs> like her her coming with a trench coat on, with her hair, with her hair all up, so no one really can see it that it's her. And right. like, you know, sliding him stuff. And it's like, this is a sneaky link. Like, why does this look like? And it's like he offered it to her. And she says, "I'm four months sober." He's like, "I'm a year." And she's, and she's like, like, "Okay." Hey. <laughs> and there we go. And as soon as he started drinking, I was like, "Yeah, they're fucking." I, and. And the thing is, I thought that too when they started drinking. I was like, oh, this is totally going to end up as a hookup. But I thought it was going to be one of those scenes where one of them comes at each, at the other and the, and the other person is like, what are you doing? And they kind of back off. I was not expecting that. But I'm not mad at it either. Like, okay, it works for me. In a weird way. Yeah, I was like, but I, I, I was—I'm not really weird. watching it, but I was reading the subtitles, and I think what set him off was she challenged him. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you still think you're too good for me?" And yeah, he's like, well, let me show you. <laughs> That's what right, because she was taking lead on that. Yeah, like she was like, "Okay, I'm in charge here." I was like, "Okay, go, you go, girl." So. I mean, that's, and I'm going to be honest, that's that's the first assertive thing I've really seen her do in this series. Assertive, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting it. I mean, (laughs) seriously, because, you know, my one main complaint about Maeve is that for her to be someone who is basically second in command to Homelander, she's supposed to be the second most important suit. They haven't really given us much as far as her character goes. And I feel like, you know, I don't want to say I don't like her character just because her character is bland, but I feel like there's so much more they could be doing with the character and they're not doing it. So it's just, it's kind of hard to- They they gave us a a lot of her, you know, with her and what she's going through with her wife and stuff. And we got her at the end, at the tail end of her deciding that she was done. Yeah. But when we came into her story, her arc, she was pretty much done. And then what happened with her and her wife pretty much killed killed it for her. Yeah. So there really isn't much more left as a, as yeah. story writers to give you about her when you have all this other stuff going on 
with Homelander and Butcher and Starlight and Huey and Frenchie yeah. and Kamiko. There's a whole lot of other stuff that's going on where we don't really, we're pretty much finished with her story arc. Yeah. Wherever she needs to go. She's, she's already, this is rock bottom for her. <laughs> this You thought it was rock bottom when she lost her wife, but this is rock bottom right here. It's rock bottom ish. Shout out to them using the using the song by the Kinks. <laughs> it's like, but it's like the song when you listen to the song, I love the song too. It's like, girl, you really got me now. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, fits. I mean it was it was a good choice. <laughs> it was a good choice. I mean, but, yes. I mean, and she's I mean I'm surprised it didn't break the desk. I, I was literally expecting that desk to like fall apart. I was expecting them to put holes in the wall. And I was expecting it to be like, have y'all ever seen my, my crazy super ex-girlfriend? It had like, yes. it had like Luke Thurman. Wilson. Had Luke Wilson and, um, and what's that one of the, and, Yeah, I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I just haven't seen yeah, it's it. Like, it's like, and there's like any any movie where you have like a soup having sex with like a normal person, something, a whole lot of shit ends up getting broken. Like, mm-hmm. and luckily not the person. It's yeah. like, I think I think that he must he must have still had a little bit of V in him so that she could like kind of manhandle him a little bit. Oh no, she was totally holding back. She was totally holding back. She probably would have yeah. broke him in two if she was <laughs> with with the like I said, that was that was pure hate bang. If she was going at it full strength, she would have broke butcher in two. Yeah, yeah. she was holding back. That's all right. She got it out of her system. He got it out of his system. Okay, now y'all can go about your business and do what you're supposed to be doing. But that scene was very, very interesting. Uh, Let's see. I guess we have to talk about the musical. Well, since I know that's your least favorite part of the episode, we'll, we'll wait until towards the end. For your negativity because we have a lot of other stuff to talk about where do you want to go do we want to go to the deep or do we want to go to a train let's go ahead and talk about a train because this shit pissed me i was so fucking mad at this whole series of events like the whole even from from when he was in in her office talking to him to that bullshit apology that he gave like I what mean, apology then, he was reading from a piece of paper that him. was no then, apology uh, yeah, he's he, he talking about Blue Hawk. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm Hawk. talking about. That was not an apology. Hello, Trenton. Uh, I just want to say that. Da, 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 da. I mean, that was not. And an I'm apology. gonna give you. I'm gonna give you guys ten thousand dollars. Thank you. And get ready to go. And he's like, "All lives matter. All lives matter. Soup lives matter." And then he started throwing people. I'm like, oh. "Well, well, the the thing that that really gets me is that." The, only reason why he's doing all this is he's scared of Homelander. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the only reason because Homelander, I guess he feels like he owes um, A Train something for snitching on Alex. <laughs> Alex. So he, you know, and and Starlight. So I guess he owes owes him something. So he's tossing him a bone. Blue Hawk is scared. So he's doing this because. He doesn't want the shit brought down on him from Homelander. You know, the other thing I thought, too, I'm thinking that maybe because of the way, you know, when he came into Ashley's office, he was kind of like, 
why the fuck am I here? You know, he had that kind of attitude and then Ashley was looking at him like, shut the fuck up because, you know, she's the new CEO now. I have a feeling they may have promised him a spot on the seven if he just did this one thing. Oh, they like, didn't I feel him. like they ain't promising nothing. On the you don't set. think so? No, I um, because that's the I swear she said, didn't she say something about Homelander in that meeting to him? I, yeah. I have to look, but I she think just, she said, she just said Homelander she would said really that. appreciate it. But right. I feel like yeah. maybe they probably not saying that they were going to give it to him, but they probably used that to get him in there, like, yeah, you know, if you do this, if you take this meeting, we might, you know. Yeah. Ashley ain't that smart. If you're doing smart. a favor for Homelander, <laughs> maybe, he'll, maybe he'll reciprocate later. No, a- Ashley ain't that smart. Ashley's, Ashley's going to dangle Homelander in front of him and be like, you better do what we ask because Homelander says you have to do this. I'm so trying to give her it. the benefit of the doubt. No, don't. <laughs> you are always trying to give people the benefit of the doubt who don't deserve it. She don't deserve it. She's not that bright. She's but a, but you know what? Sometimes when I do, my, my little it turns out to be right. So you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buha could give two flying fracks about any of this shit. Yeah. If it wasn't for right. Homeland. Yeah. Yeah. He I'm read right. the apology. Like he's doing it because he has to, not because he wants to. Yeah. It's not even like he's doing it as a favor. He's just doing it because, oh God, I have to do this because otherwise. I don't want to be a Homelander's bad side. Like he right. doesn't know. First of all, we know that everybody doesn't know how terrible Homelander is. Right. This is for that. Nobody, majority of the people, majority of the students, they don't know that Homelander is a psychopath. Mm-hmm. What they do know is that Homelander is the idol. Homelander yeah. is the god. So if Homelander says, "Go ahead and and do this apology," you're gonna do it. Yeah. Whether you want to or not. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, that, that apology. So basically what happens is while we're talking around it, Blue Hawk has agreed to go to the community center in the neighborhood where he curb stomped the guy to death to make a, an apology to you know the neighborhood. And it just happens to be A-Train's brother's community center, the community center that he runs or works at. So Blue, Hawk's, Blue Hawk gives this I can't even call it a half-assed apology. It's like a quarter-assed apology. An eighth-assed apology. An eighth-assed apology where he's reading literally from a piece of paper and just reading word for word, no emotion, no, no actual real remorse. And... He's like, yeah, like you said, he's like, oh, and, you know, to show how committed I am, blah, 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 I'll, you know, give $10,000. And so, of course, the community starts speaking up. Well, what about such and such that you killed? And he was like, well, he was a criminal. He was like, they were like, he was unarmed. He was like, well, you know, I just happened to, you know, I, I supervise or I, you know, um, I, I work in the neighborhoods that have crime and it just so happens that black neighborhoods are proportionately more criminal and then of course you know this opens up a debate people start getting upset and things start getting out of hand and then this wasn't goes, a, this was not a debate this was just this was an argument well yeah this is the, 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 there was no debate here it's like he was like he's like yeah, well, I, that's, uh, I go with her. She was stuttering. Is I just go to crime. The crime happens to be in black neighborhoods. His whole reasoning was just like, oh god, like 
She's like, you know, you oh, know, I don't you, want you my actions to, to come them. across as racist. You know, you can ask my friend. When he said you can ask my friends, I put my head in my hand and said, please don't go the whole I have black friends route. And of course, exactly. he said, you know, you can ask my friends, most of them who are black, like A-Train. And I know A-Train was like, man, please don't pull me in this. Don't, don't yeah. just. But this is what you did, A-Train. You were yes, the one who brought this mess in here thinking that this was going to, like you told your brother, you said you wanted me to use my influence to help the to help the neighborhood. This is what I do. You don't bring a suit there to make an apology with a camera guy. One, that's not sincere at all. But like A-Trey said, hey, y'all get your apology. Vaught gets good PR. Everybody's happy. No, because the PR that y'all ended up getting is not the PR y'all really wanted because of course arguments then like you said they go through the whole black lives matter all lives matter soup lives matter and then he starts calling them names then he freaks out and starts attacking people like literally throwing people against walls until a train has to come over and kind of shake them and be like yo dude what's wrong with you I'm sorry if I was a train there would not have been a yo dude what's wrong with you he would have been getting his ass whooped you are throwing people across the room and then of course after blue hawk kind of hightails it out of there a train looks on the ground and his brother is injured and unconscious and turns out, yeah, Blue Hawk tossed around your brother like a rag doll, and now he's paralyzed. He will never walk again. How's that publicity even, working for I'm, you? I'm now? looking at it again. I'm looking at it again. It's like I don't even see where his brother got hurt. Like he probably, he probably when he was throwing people, he probably threw somebody into Reggie, and it was just one of those things because there was a lot of chaos going on. So, um, I mean, not Reggie, um, Nate. So Nate may have been hit while he was throwing other people around or he could have gotten, you know, he could have gotten knocked to the ground and stomped as people were trying to get out of the room. You know, we, I don't think we'll ever really know one way or the other, but the only thing we need to know is that because of Blue Hawk's actions, now A-Train's brother will never walk again. And oh, I, yeah, I see it, yeah. When he the first the first guy he threw like ran it like like hit him in the back and mm. knocked him down. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So and it's like God, it's like he's obviously it's like he Blue Hawk is like a combination of short of short person like a short person stuff and Roy Rage. No, we we all know who Blue Hawk represents. I mean, you just look at his costume and we know who he represents and, and that rage monster that comes out of those dudes is what you see right here. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Innocent black people get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and that, that that's exactly what, what happened. I mean, sometimes the writers on this show, because they did it a lot in the first season, they haven't done it as much, but this definitely stands out as one of those moments where you are definitely seeming to be making a statement about something. Mm-hmm. And then you then at the po- at the interview, he's like, "Yeah, fucking Antifa came in here and did all this other stuff." And I'm like, "With a gun, just totally lying." 
and then he has and then he has nerve to say you know you would think i came in here to help this neighborhood and donate money and this is the things that i get i was like yeah because that's what they sound like when they talk about Mm -hmm. the crap they do this is saying they lie you know i'm gonna stop stop. Milton hat stay over there well i mean that's that's kind of the whole point of the show is the pool you know, to kind of show those parallels and, and, you know, even though this is a fictional story, there are a lot of real life scenarios in this show. And I think it is to get people talking, you know, to get us to pull that militant hat and see the kind of injustices and the kind of bullshit that, that we deal with on a regular basis. So. And, and plus it's like, you notice that when he's like doing his little apology and all this other stuff, he's kind of stuttering and stuff. But when he does the press where he's talking to like where he says the whole Antifa shit, he's being he's speaking extremely calm. He's throwing all of his all of his little points out and he's the and he's not hesitating or anything like that. I'm just mm-hmm. like, like Yeah. It's harder to get through a lie than it is the truth. You know, even though we know or, that what, what he said didn't happen. Or what he believes is yeah. the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Man, but, that, just, that, that whole scene just pissed me the fuck off. <sighs> but, um, okay, so now we'll come back to A-Train, but you know, we, we've been talking about A-Train the last couple of episodes, and again, Another reason why I feel like he does not deserve a redemption arc. He does not. He is just I keep trash. I still I still want to. It's like I think the whole the whole thing is like the whole thing is I like Jesse Usher as like an actor. Like I, I think like he's him. cool. Yes. He's cool, but it's like I'm trying to I look at him like I'm trying to separate character. the two. Yeah, we're not trash. talking about, we're not talking about Jesse Usher. We're talking about A Train. A Train is trash. He is garbage. He does I'm, not need a redemption arc. I, I'm starting to agree with you, Hanko. I'm starting to think that I think they're trying to make this character irredeemable. Garbage. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe that they're they're gonna make. I was. I'm like Mike at first. I I was hoping it was gonna be redeemable. I was hoping that this would be a redemption arc for at least one character. I don't think that's gonna work for this show. <laughs> I think this not show, for A Train, no. Yeah, I, 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 I think, think it's gonna work for this. Show. I, I think, think the be way redeemed. that the show is going, if anybody gets a redemption arc, is gonna be the deep. Which he's garbage which, too. He's garbage, and that would bother, that would bother me so much. It if would. He gets a re, but the other thing too, but the difference between the two, I feel like, is the deep for the most part is being controlled like even the stuff he's doing now that wife of his is controlling him cassandra is controlling him before she before it was her it was the church and before it was the church it was his own insecurities and feeling like he has to over he has to overdo everything to make up for how insecure he was about himself and his body and his sexual inferiority whatever you want to call it so i i don't think he deserves a redemption arc but i feel like they're gonna give him one because he's not the one in control of all of that 
it, for the most part. I still well, but you can say the same thing about A Train. No, A Train is just selfish. But A Train was a junkie. A Train is a junkie. A Train is. I'm sorry. A Train is a, is an addict, and addicts tend to do things based on their addiction. And remember, he's basically on the road to recovery. He's basically going through trying to, to undo the damage he did as as an addict. So but he's doing worse he, stuff now. Because yeah, but all of this stuff that, now. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like you would think he would be, he should be on the track to figuring this out, trying to make up for what he did as an addict. Because he killed his girlfriend. That was an accident. Causing what's her name? Claw or whatever her name was overdosing he killed her that was the addiction doing that so the things he's done his he was doing was based on his addiction addiction takes over you and it makes you very self selfish very self-centered because you're all about chasing that high that's what he was doing now he has a different thing he's trying to chase and and people who are like that they still tend to be self-destructive just in a different way See, he's still causing damage because he never fixed the original problem. And so he he and the deep are very similar in that respect. They have a lot of self-esteem issues. They have a lot of like the deeps may be sexual addiction, but it's still an addiction. They still have these issues that they're dealing with. Mm. It's just that I think the deeps problems are a little bit more, I don't know. I don't want to say weird, but his problems tend to be more um he he's more purposeful in his issues. Okay, yeah, yeah. His is more intentional. Mm-hmm. He can make a choice to not do some of the stuff he's doing. Mm-hmm. A train, I don't think, because of how he's built and because of his addiction, he doesn't really have a choice. He's okay. trying to do things that he's he really shouldn't be doing. I, I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Real, I get what you're saying. They, yeah. they, they are real. They, they're just built differently. They function differently. And that's how he's functioning because he's never fixed his problem. Okay. I get it. I get it. Makes sense. I still don't think either one of them d- deserve a redemption arc, but I have a feeling the deep is going to be the one to get it. And that would make me mad. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. But um, trying to think, where should we go? I guess we'll go ahead and talk about the uh, musical because we do need to talk about Soldier Boy and Crimson Countess, and I think, um, oh my god, I think that deserves, uh, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get the musical out the way because we know Anthony does not like musical episodes. Okay, okay, I've got rhythm. I've got I do not here. like musical episodes. However, I don't consider this a musical episode because it was just one number mm-hmm. in context. Okay. So I was perfectly fine with it. Okay. I was actually fine with it. The only thing, and I know people, I know you guys are going to jump on me about this. Uh-oh. It was a little difficult watching Frenchie try to dance to these numbers. Just a little bit. I, I was hurting for him. He's he not a dancer. Dancing. He has said he is not a dancer. And <laughs> I, I think... Commitment. I, but, but, but yes, 
he 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 looked like he bought, he sold it, he tried his best, and I give him credit for that. Yeah, he really put his entire he, yeah, effort he, he, he committed wholeheartedly to it. He really you can see it in his face, like he was doing like dancing face. He was like he had the yeah. jazz hands. He he was he was really, really he was, he was into it. I was like, I, I'll give him that. All right, Frenchie, go ahead. And I but think I was the, still hurting for him. I was still <laughs> hurting for him. But I think <laughs> too, the thing that I liked about it was that it wasn't a perfectly choreographed number. Like it was her imagination, and it was just—I loved it. I thought it was—it it was very fun. It was very quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I guess it didn't after, bother me at all. I liked it. I yeah, liked it. cool. Ooh, okay, it's, yay, it's yay. But yeah, so Kim, Kimiko is actually in the hospital. Because again, her her suit powers have not healed. And when she finally does wake up, she realizes that she hasn't healed. She doesn't have her super strength. And that's when she realizes, hey, I don't have my powers anymore. You know, I'm a normal person. And she's actually happy about this. Because again, she, has, she never asked for the compound B. She never asked for powers. And you know shining light when they gave them to her they gave them to her to create a monster to create a weapon and so for now the fact that she is no longer that weapon she's like oh yeah i'll take i'll take this wound because that means i'm not a monster anymore and so we see her i think happier than we've seen her in this whole entire series you know she's mm-hmm. sitting there she's with frenchy they're watching a movie and then you know she tries to speak and she actually utters three words and French is looking at her like what and then they go into the music and I was like she didn't utter those words that was an imagination because I really want Kimiko to talk but yeah so they go into this cute little musical number it's fun it's very colorful it's very unlike any of the dark shit that we've seen in this episode so far and then at the end of the uh, number, they kiss. Finally. Finally. But it's kind of it so, weird. It was, yeah, it was weird because like Frenchie, Frenchie was like, oh, whoa. And it's like, he like raised his eyebrows and was kind of looking at her like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm going to get I, coffee. Do you want some coffee? I'm going to get coffee. I, I'll be back. I'm going to get coffee. And she's looking like, okay, but it was one of those things where it was like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's like, it's a moment that you wait for for so long. And then when it finally happens, it's almost right. like it, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like the way that they reacted to each other, it was probably strange for them. It, it was it was like they were in high school almost, you know, like yeah. you know, kind of like, like that. Kind of like, okay, I kissed you because I liked you, but is this? Right. It, it's almost like I I don't know. It's almost like kissing someone, and it's not the same expectation that you thought. Like you thought that you liked this person or you love this person, and when you kiss them, it's like, oh my god, I feel like I kissed my brother. Like pretty much, something yeah, like that. that. I've I've actually had an experience like that. It's weird. It's one of those, and it, it, yeah, you look at her face, and it's just kind of like, yeah. It, Anthony is looking at me confused. It's like somebody that I was <laughs> interested in, and then the moment we tried to hook up or whatever, it was like I, 
it's, it's like if you are with someone and the universe is telling you with every fiber of their be- being, you are not supposed to be with this person at all. That It was one of those experiences. Like I kissed them and I was like, oh, that didn't feel right. Yeah, we're not going to do that again. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what I looked at. Like w- when they did it, it's like, yay, I want them together. But it was, it was strange. Almost like maybe they had been platonic friends too long and now it's like it when they try to before they got to the right kids. and it's like yeah. when you try to take that next step it's like oh maybe we're better friends hmm. that sort of thing well bef- yeah, before we yeah. before we move on i just want to say I, know, I did say something about frenchy dancing can i just give her props because she carried that number from beginning she to was end. amazing yes she was incredible i love her she's yeah. awesome she's great yeah but you know for her props they they culminate that kiss with like i said frenchie going to get coffee and what had happened earlier before kamiko had woken up is that frenchie walks into the room and little nina is there and of course, little Nina is disappointed at the way things went down in Russia. She's like, you know, there's 10 people dead. Some of my contacts are missing. A super secret lab has been destroyed. You know, so you've got to make up for this. And, and Frenchie is like, I didn't come to you. Butcher came to you. Take it up with him. She was like, I don't know, but- Butcher. I know you. You introduced us. So it's your problem fixed. So she basically gives him an assignment. There's a man and his daughter that she wants killed. And she was like, you do this by the end of the day. And Frenchie's like, no, I'm not doing this. And she was like, yeah, you are. And she leaves out. So when he leaves after the kiss, he goes to get the coffee and he's been ignoring her phone calls all day because he's been with Kamiko. He's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to kill anybody. So well, course. hold on, hold on. Can can I say this about Little Nina first? Yes, she's so freaking manipulative because really? you have a Russian oligarch killed. A Russian oligarch. What do you think gonna happen? People gonna try to figure out what happened. Heads is gonna roll. People gonna disappear. So, I mean, and what do you think? Butchers is gonna go over there pick some flowers. Like you know, they was going over there to do some shit. Mm-hmm. So you he's just like, he's still clean. he didn't go clean up after himself. It's like he's like gonna gonna kill him, then knock something over, and be like, oh wait, let me set that back up, let me dust it off real quick, right. so no one knows I was here. Like, right. nah, but, not what, but, what did you but what did you think was gonna happen if Russian Ogar gets killed? I mean, what did you think was gonna happen? The, your your contacts are gonna disappear because people are gonna want to know what happened. They probably all knew. You wanted the motherfucker dead, so come on now. Yeah, they're probably exactly. Yeah. Con- it's like con- contacts disappear, soldiers get killed, dildos get broken. I mean, stuff <laughs> happens. It's like you just kind of have to deal with it and listen, go on from there. Right. Yeah. But anyway, she of course she's just gonna be like, oh yeah, y'all owe me one. No, they really don't. You just being like, a bitch. That's all that is. Yeah. And I felt so bad for Hanako after. I mean, not Hanako, Kimiko. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, 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 I gotta be I gotta be honest. I'm surprised that I haven't done this in the in the two years that we've been covering this show. That's the first time I've actually mixed up Hanako and Kimiko. And like I'm surprised that's the first time that's happened. Yeah, and not me, the other not, Japanese person. <laughs> my bad. Maybe it's because I'm not drinking tonight. I must need to be drinking. But anyway, I felt so bad for Kimiko. Like she was sitting up, sitting up in bed waiting for waiting for him to come back and looking at the clock. And I was like, 
Oh man. Yeah, That's Nina, a- little Nina took my Frenchie. I'm mad. Snatched him. In the hospital. She better not hurt him. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I, think, I, think that, I think that's a foregone conclusion. Like, he'll get a little hurt. He'll get kind of hurt. But it sucks, too, because yeah. he's gone and Kamiko does not have her powers. So even if she wanted to go save him, if she figured it out and wanted to go save him, there's nothing she can do at this point. She will she probably get killed trying. And she thinks it's because of the kiss. Yeah. Like, yeah, scared. Yeah. Yeah. So that's such bad. But see, that's like that's typical like movie timing. It's like where the where the couple that hasn't kissed in a while, they end up kissing, then some then one one of them leaves, then something happens, and they're like, Was it me? Did I do something wrong? And it's like oh. I would hope that she knows Frenchie well enough to know that he would not do that to her, that he wouldn't just ghost her. I mean he was he was acting weird when he left, so it's like yeah, but it could have just been one of those, okay, I need to get used to that. But enough for him to like be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna leave her and not say anything. I don't Frenchie doesn't seem like that type of person. I hope that she knows that he's not that type of person. Like I, I just need her to figure it out that that something happened to him. And I mean, she'll probably figure it out the way that he was looking at his phone all day and kind of, you know, ignoring what was going on she'll probably figure it out but um just the fact that little nina has my friendship i have a problem with that that bitch needs to die no <laughs> yeah that's not gonna end well it it really isn't it isn't but because um, because you can tell how because the way she looked at it, like when her bodyguard spun him around and she walked up like she just looked at him was like really motherfucker as you're not gonna do what i say well, you must you must have forgotten who i am i need to remind you let's go yeah, he he's about to he's about to have some problems. So, um, not, not as many not as many problems as as there comes a lot. <sighs> yeah, we're gonna go ahead and talk about that because yeah, let's think- talk about my boy Seth Rogen with his, with his, with his special cameo appearance, baby. <laughs> That's my dude. I love this. Oh my goodness. So what we found out earlier in the episode um, when Butcher, Huey, and Marvin went to go visit the legend is that Soldier Boy came to visit him to retrieve his super suit because he kept it for sentimental reasons and also to get his girlfriend's address. So when Butcher's like, why is he going to see the Crimson Countess? Legend was like, I didn't get the feeling it was going to be a happy (laughs) (laughs) reunion. Which I was like, why wouldn't it be? And then the episode where he got taken started making a little more sense after seeing this scene. It's like when you go back and you rewatch it, you're like, oh, okay. It's like her bad acting, like, they took him. I don't know why they took him. I don't think it was just bad acting just for that. Like her whole character is just yeah, she's my soldier boy. Yeah, no, no, so, <laughs> nope. So he is going to see Crimson Countess and Butcher and them have basically, um, yeah, they're they're helping to set that up. But let's 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 talk about the setup for this. 
So aside, aside from saving chimps and performing in amusement parks, Crimson Countess has a, what is it called? Is it like a, it's, oh, soup porn platinum. I guess it's like the soup version of OnlyFans or any other type of pay per minute. Uh, I don't know or, anything about what you're talking about. You know what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have, I have, I no, have no, no idea what any of that is. Liars, because you guys have said it's, it's something about that uh, before. So, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. Talking about. Yeah. Uh, wait, Anthony? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, what she's doing is she is performing kind of sort of sexual acts for money kind of sort of well you know she (laughs) i say kind of sort of because it was it was in the but she was in the foreplay stage she was in the like pre-stage there wasn't any like penetration and that sort of thing yet that's why i said kind of sort of yeah she's still in yeah she's still in well she she's not gonna get to it um after what happened in this episode so yeah she she's warming up and um so comes a lot got her she's definitely warming up all right so comes like got to it he got to the point <laughs> real quick yeah you would think that after um sausage party oh i would be able to look at seth rogan and be like oh yeah this is this is like run of the mill for him the last scene of sausage party you're like he can't top that like there, there's no way he could do any worse than that. you know so I, i'm it. sitting up here trying to figure out who that was you didn't realize Excuse it was me? seth rogan no i did not really? I, i'm that, not that a seth rogan fan and i didn't see no. sausage party so i didn't know who he was okay, Lori, you, i'm just telling you now don't see Sasha's party. I think it's way. I think it's. I don't, no, Lori, I don't, Lori, yeah. just Lori. No, don't listen to her. Just watch the last scene of Sasha's. I don't think Lori can handle Sasha. No. no, you have to watch the whole movie for the last it's for scene. the last scene to make <laughs> sense. Yeah, make no. Sense. Well, I like Kumar <laughs> just fine. I have those movies. I love those movies. So if it's like no, those, no, 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 Think category. Think animated debauchery with supermarket foods and take it up a hundred. Yeah, and then take it up a hundred more. Yeah, think of the worst that you can imagine and just know that is ten times that. (laughs) Think of the think of the hero gasm comic, but with supermarket foods. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, maybe not, but that's still funny. Yeah, oh that, that's pretty much what it is. That's yeah, pretty much what it is. Oh, but yeah, sir comes a lot. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> I can't say that with a straight People, line. people will pay money just to hear Hanukkah say that. <laughs> yeah, this, this is this is gonna be our this is gonna be our best our, our highest stream episode like, <laughs> ever. What what was that Hanukkah? What did you say? It's like, it's like this whole this little sec this little little five minute section is going to be the most the most listened to. You're just going to be rewinding and rewinding and rewinding. Okay, okay, Hanukkah. Now say say that again with feeling. 
I hate y'all. I hate y'all. <laughs> I hate y'all. Oh my god. I hate y'all. Oh, I hate y'all. How the fuck am I supposed to get through the rest of this episode? I hate you, Anthony. Okay, oh my god. You are banned from my office for two weeks. You cannot come to visit me. No. Oh my god. <laughs> okay anyway um crimson crimson countess her her um her session is interrupted by a visit from uh <laughs> from uh butcher and huey and mother's milk um so yeah they're basically they attack her and they tie her up and they they use her as bait because they know this soldier boy is coming for her. And they're like, yeah, you got a reunion coming up. Your boyfriend's back in town. She was like, how did the Russians get, how did he get away from the Russians? And they're like, oh, wait, you knew about this? Ah, the plot thickens. So. Aha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I turned to my right and I saw, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, <laughs> Was that Butcher that came flying across? Yeah, that was Butcher that t- that tackled her off the bed. Yeah. That was so unnecessary. Like, like, wait, what happened? Wait, what what do you think about it? What if she's you a soup. at the same time? She's a soup. And and you got to remember she what was she in, did. She was in no position to do anything. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I, I think she's in the right position there. to do something. So, you know, I mean... The tackle was beautiful. I mean, it just, he just keeps saying, it was awesome. It was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually had to rewind and watch that twice because I was like, oh, wow, he really took her out. I'm sure you're not the only person who rewound <laughs> that and watched it twice. <laughs> it was funny. But anyway, yeah, so they basically have her wrapped up like a Christmas present for Soldier Boy. Anthony, I'm gonna need you to control your face. <laughs> You're making it too easy. <laughs> Wrap oh, it like a Christmas present for Soldier Boy. Then wrap her up. <laughs> oh, okay. Put a bow on included. <laughs> so anyway, Ew. Butcher and, and Marvin chair? and Huey. You saw her chair. You her know chair what? Was very- <laughs> Stop. They tied her to the chair. <laughs> I'm sure that that wasn't her first time. I hate y'all. That's why. That's why she was sitting there all calm at first. She's like, "Yeah, it's gonna cost you extra." I mean, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> so anyway, Butcher, Marvin, and Huey. They encounter Soldier Boy and they make a deal with him, or you know, they present a deal with him. They're like, Hey, we gave you the Crimson Crimson Countess. I can't get it out. And they're like, We just require one thing. We just we just want you to kill Homelander for us. Okay. All right. Soldier Boy goes in, and of course, she's she's playing the you're back. You haven't aged today. And he's like, you have. I was like, oh. Oh. This is a man who is mad. And um, he might be beyond anger. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just maybe. But you know what, though? I'll take that back. 
I saw a little hurt too. Oh, like, definitely. He was he definitely was, hurt he because really, like you really said, hurt. she was the love of his life. He yeah. wanted to have children with her. Yeah, he loved her. And, and he was all genuine. It's, it's like he wasn't making it up. He really, really, really seemed like he was hurt. Right. Jason Ackles is a pretty freaking good actor. I'll just say that. You say this like I don't know this already. Because <laughs> his his face uh-huh. and and just like his expression, the pain. Yeah, he just he just looked really hurt. Yeah, like yeah. she really, you really did did this to me. Yeah, he was like, I loved you. And she was like, that. What did he say? All those years that they burned me and that they pumped me full of poison. He kept hoping that she would come for him. How how many different movies and shows have you seen where people have said that hope mm-hmm. is the absolute worst thing yep. ever? Mm-hmm. And and that's what it does to you. Right. Yep. He was like, because I still loved you. And she was like, I never loved you. I hated you. And I was like, oh, this parallels another scene that happened earlier in the episode with Homelander and Maeve. They had the same kind of conversation where Homelander was like, you know, basically I knew what you were going through back then. We were both lonely, but we had each other. He was like, and I loved you in my own way was anything about us ever real and she comes to him and she was like i never loved you as a matter of fact i pitied you and i was and you can see also on homelander's face he was hurt he was hurt i I was like oh this is interesting but he was like you have these two men who are the most powerful super beings of their times and you see the parallels with them as far as both of them wanting to be loved, loving these people, and then finding out that these people didn't reciprocate. Not only did Crimson Countess not reciprocate, she worked with their team to give him to the Russians. Wow, can you imagine the type of hurt that would incur? I mean, the fact that he just burned her to a crisp in her chair and didn't decimate her like that building, I think she got off easy. I think she got off easy because of the fact that he did love her. And I think he was just too emotional because I I feel like for Homelander, if he was in that situation, like if Maeve and them had given him to someone, the Russians, and they had been experimenting on him and torturing him for years i think homelander would have came back and he would have dragged he wouldn't have killed quickly he would have mm. drugged that shit out but soldier boy doesn't he blasts her she dies he's done he's ready for the next one <laughs> ready for the next one and the thing about this is like outside what's happening with the group is that of course butcher has taken the temporary v Huey has taken the temporary V. Marvin doesn't want to do any of this. He doesn't want to be working in conjunction with Soldier Boy. He doesn't want them taking the V. So Butcher kind of roofies him and, and, and knocks him out so that he's like, okay, yeah, you know what? We're not going to include you in this. So they roofie him. And then after all of this happens with Soldier Boy, Starlight comes and she realizes that Huey has taken the temporary v again after he promised her he wouldn't 
And then he goes off with Butcher and Soldier Boy to go after Homelander, even though she doesn't want him to. I was like, so you alienate two of the people on your team so that you can go after Homelander, which is kind of par for the course for Butcher. That's what he does. And that's what he's been doing for the last 10 years anyway, going after Homelander by any means necessary. But for Huey, you know, I, I don't think it's a ego thing with Huey in that sense, but Huey is tired of feeling normal. He is tired of being the liability. He is tired of other people always having to save his ass and him not being to, to contribute in a meaningful way. You know, but the other thing about Huey that I'm really not liking is he keeps, he's so emasculated by Starlight's power that he's like, no, I have to be the one to save you. I'm doing this to help protect you. And she's like, dude, I don't need this. I need you alive. That's what I need. But I, I don't know. He's not getting it. And like I said, he runs off and it's just, it's about to be interesting now because now Soldier Boy is with Butcher and with Huey. He's about to go after Homelander. So shit just got real. I mean, if Soldier Boy is going after everybody that was on his team, I think we're about to see a lot more members of Payback because who's dead? Uh, Gunpowder is dead. Crimson Countess is dead. You have who else? The twins was were the still twins alive. Left. Black Noir. Black Noir. Um, and I think was there one more? No, Gunpowder is already dead. Gunpowder. Gunpowder oh yeah, the mind. The mind. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because the 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 guy with the wings he died back then. Yep. <laughs> yeah, blew him out to the sky. He was the it well, you know. Maybe maybe he was doing that on purpose. Maybe he maybe he sacrificed himself for the greater good of turning Soldier Boy over to the Russian. No, I think he was running. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. He was. He, he, he yeah, was. Scared. They splatted him like a fucking mosquito. Splat. Yep. This episode was a lot. It was a lot. But you know what's crazy? Oh, we didn't talk about I am the CEO now. Oh, Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> I think yeah. Ashley Ashley is going to, I don't know, because that whole scene with the board at the beginning, I really <laughs> thought Homelander was going to slaughter them all. Because <laughs> they were like basically saying, you're an idiot. You don't even know what's going on. I mean, that's not what they said, but they were basically like... Oh, that one woman, Maureen, yes. Who's going to run the company? Like, who's going to make these decisions? You're going to make these decisions? Yeah, the first first two guys, they they were basically ass kissers. You know, he was like, "Uh, let's go around the table and introduce themselves. So they gave their names and we're so excited to have you on, blah, blah, blah. And she said, um before we go further in this meeting we have such and such and what what are you going to do about that and homelander's like and what is your name as soon as he said that she knew she fucked up she knew she, that that's one of those morgan freeman at this point 
Maureen knew she fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. she just kept, she kept trying to fix it and she kept sticking her foot further and further in her mouth. And Ashley was like, yeah, Maureen, you sounded like a, you, you're sounding stupid. Get out. And he was like, yeah, Maureen, get out. And you saw her get up. She gathered her stuff and walked out like, oh my God, he's letting me walk out alive. Let me go. I'm surprised she didn't run out of that room. And then know, he she starts can, she can be like he's a he's an animal, so you don't want to run. That well, <laughs> you yeah. yeah. Time. And then the <laughs> other person who spoke after her, you could hear it in the background while you know the ear ringing thing is going on with Homelander. And the guy is like, We are so lucky to have such a what did he say? Such a wonderful, competent person on the board. And I was like, that sounds condescending as hell. But what did he do? But of course, I think Homelander was tuning all of that out at that point. But yeah, um, so Ashley is the CEO now. Yeah. And they put, um, what's his name? Oh. The deep in charge of security. <laughs> he starts firing people. Yeah, they're in trouble. Crime, Crime analytics. They're in trouble. They are they're in a lot of trouble. trouble. <laughs> because when they were having when they were having that um conversation where the former supervisor was talking and she was telling them you know she was doing a very good job of like saying what she needed to say without saying what she needed to say like she was being very um yeah very gung-ho and oh we're look you know it's time for me to move on and blah and one of the chicks was like she just kept looking like, is this the shit that we are dealing with? Like, for real? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, of course, Cassandra's over there mimicking everything that the Deep is saying. I'm telling you, the Deep is... <sighs> they were saying, this, the crime and the leagues division, that's where the money's made. That That's the bread and butter of the company. I mean, at least they got cupcakes. But this is where the money's made for them. This is where they decide where the suits go and who does what, and that's about the ugly shit. But how you how you about to do that with only two people working now? <laughs> that's all about the ugly shit. <laughs> what was it? The, what was it? She said the deep fired everyone because they had past tweets that were yeah. not that showed that they were not team players, and and you know I guess past tweets about Homelander. And I'm just like, well, if the goal is to tank vault, you guys are, you guys are doing it. That's what Homelander's doing. So I don't know. Like I said, the deep, he's just, I think at this point, he's the one that's really trying to kiss Homelander's ass, especially because he's officially back on the seven now, you know, a train is still trying to get there. And somehow I don't feel like that's going to happen for him now. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, the deep, he gets on my nerves too. But I think, you know, his wife irks me more than he does because he's just a stupid puppet. That's, that's basically all the deep is. He is a puppet. So you kind of have to dislike the person who is who who's holding the strings. That Cassandra, yeah. she is a piece of work. Like, what's yeah, her like- angle? What what's the goal? Because the founder of the church is gone. He left the church. So, like, what is 
what is your angle now? You just trying to control him just to make things better for you or? No, I I think she sees herself as like his wife and his PR representative. Like she's his PR person. She's trying to make things go for him. I think it's like, that's. I think that's part of what, I think that was a reason why the church put her with him mm-hmm. in the first place was part was PR. That's her thing is PR. So that's what she's been trying to do, manage him. I think that's yeah. what her angle is, is just to be, to make him invaluable and the best at what he does. She's not doing a great job. <laughs> well, she's doing better than he would have done on his own. That That's, yeah, I guess that's true. That's true, but um, he wouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for her. Eat the fucking octopus. <laughs> he, he wouldn't Rest be in where peace, he is. Timothy. <sighs> you know, I'm sitting here thinking this. There was so much going on in this episode, and we have hero gasm coming up. Like literally, hero gasm is the next episode. That is the episode that everyone's been talking about. The promos for Hero Gasm. I'm telling you, this marketing team for this TV show, they all need a fucking raise. They have some of the best marketing for this show. Have you seen the promos for Hero Gasm? Well, I, I tried to avoid them because I don't want to be spoiled. So. I don't think they've put anything in there that's like spoilery, but I mean, just even if you had no clue what the episode was about, just the title itself, Hero Gas. Right. We're about to see a whole bunch of soups in some very um, interesting situations. <laughs> yeah. I just know i don't know Lori. how how i almost think this crimson countess thing was a warm-up oh absolutely absolutely but that was just like an hors d'oeuvre because you go from you go from paper paper sex or paper view because it's not like she was even having sex with him like it it's one of those things where it's just virtual Herogasm, I have a feeling, is not going to be that clean. You're going to ask me what was the difference between the comic book and the, the episode? No, I'm just going to ask you um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much raunchiness and debauchery are we should we expect from this episode? <laughs> between an between a 8 and a 9 and a half. Okay, okay. Now, I did hear that they have done some different things with the show as far as um, a couple of changes from the comic. We'll discuss that on the next show. But the other thing, too, is um, I actually have a few copies of the Herogasm issue of the boys. I got it at a comic book shop I went to a few weeks ago for another event. They had them on sale. So I grabbed a few. So um, I have enough copies for all of you if you need one. And then um, I don't know, we may do, we may do a giveaway 
for a few copies. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll post some trivia questions with the next episode and, and see if we can get some winners and send some, send some not safe for work <laughs> reading material, literature to some of our uh, loyal listeners. So I think we'll do that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That would be really cool. Hmm. Did we miss anything? Um, shout out, shout out to the show for giving us Homelander's first name. John, what, what, really? John. Really? John Homelander. John. Yes. John. Come on, John. He's like, don't you John me. I was I like, would... of course he's a John. Like that makes perfect sense. <laughs> found it interesting that soldier boy's first name was ben given that that's not the first character named ben that jensen ackles has played can anyone name the other ben i'll put that as a i'll put that as a trivia question well it wasn't smallville was it if you can name the tv show where Jensen Ackles also played a character named Ben. I will send you more girls. No, that was that was Jared. No, but we're oh. not we're not gonna we're not gonna say it because I'm gonna I'm gonna use that trivia question as one of our giveaways for the hero gasm issue of the boys. So if you can name the other TV show where Jensen Ackles played a character named Ben, you will receive a copy of the herogasm issues so i'm gonna put that on the episode when i post this and uh we'll see how that goes but um you guys have any other comments about this episode of the boys this this actually despite my fear of it being a musical episode <laughs> it actually turned out to be one of my favorite episodes so, oh I mean, yeah really okay. now yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover, Anthony. Because you were dreading this episode. I you was. I like, thought the whole episode was going to be you were musical number after musical it. number. I, nope, just one towards the end. That was great. Yeah. I could do with that. Yeah. All of the disparaging comments you had about, they about, not, music, about musicals. They were, not, they were not disparaging. Don't, don't, don't do disparaging. that. Disparaging. Yes, they, they were. were. They were not disparaging. They were. Yes, they were. Very Whatever. much disparaging. Whatever. But it was a great episode. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Laura, you've been I quiet. Mean, I I liked the episode. Uh, the only thing that I had a problem with is that when they started doing the musical number, I was like, oh, you know, because I I'm not the biggest fan, but it wasn't it wasn't bad like Anthony said. The only other thing that was interesting to me is that when you got all of this, you know, with uh, uh, Soldier Boy, they were showing the, the the intro with the eye and all that. I kept thinking, you know, this is something that Alan Moore, if he would have written, uh, this would have done. It, it, it reminded me very much of certain Alan Moore stuff. So I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, Watchmen, but yeah, the experimentation, the the, the lording over, you know, with Osmandy and, and all that type of stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that'll be it for coverage for this episode. Mike, I'm going to go on ahead and let you say it one more time before we close out. 
You. <laughs> and that's it for our Soldier show. boy up in this hole, blowing holes up in water homes. No, you know what? And that's it for our show. <laughs> you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>